the co-host of Golf Talk Canada TV and radio, as well as the senior analyst for TSN Golf Analyst, and maybe his greatest accomplishment, sitting to my left 50 weeks a year for radio and TV and has not gone deaf in the right ear yet, Bob Weeks. Bob, what's going on this morning, man? <laughs> Nothing too much. Thank you for the nice, kind introduction there. Yes, no, it's... Uh... This is just like this is just like uh, what we'll be doing tomorrow morning. Oh yeah, do it again tomorrow morning. So <laughs> we'll just we'll just preview tomorrow because I'm just gonna I'm gonna just throw at you all the stuff I was going to throw at you tomorrow morning. But <laughs> you know we're in the middle of it right now. So before we get to the Canadians on the move at the Wyndham Championship, trying to make a push for the FedEx Cup playoffs, great starts. So we'll get to that. But before we get to that, Sneds joins the 59 Club, and. I don't, am I just getting sour in my old age? It just doesn't feel like it means as much anymore. Almost every week, it feels like someone's going to shoot fifty nine. A- am I just getting getting a little too sour, Bob? Or is this still a big deal? Uh, no, you're sour. <laughs> 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 you know, it's to me, it's still a big deal. Although it's the frequency of which it happens, it's probably not quite as often as we think it is. But uh, this is the first one since uh, Adam Hadwin did it last year at the Career Builders. But it's still an achievement. It's still remarkable. Um, this is a this was not a thirteen under like Adam had one, but still, you know, when you start off with a bogey like Sneds does, and then wrap it in and, and get to get to fifty nine, um, I think it's a, a remarkable. And you can see the the emotion in their faces. If you saw him after he sunk that twenty foot putt to, to to clinch it, I mean, it was like he'd won a major championship. So it's a pretty cool achievement. And what's always amazing to me about the fifty nine is if you look at the people who have done it take nothing away from them because they're all really good golfers but it's amazing to me that there's no 59s from tiger woods from phil mickelson although he's come close from jack nicholas from arnold palmer uh the guys who win the most for some reason don't shoot 59s which is which is always strange to me so it's still uh it's still a pretty remarkable achievement you know it's funny you say that because in the previous segment i was echoing similar statements and i just kind of took it one step further with with the exception of justin thomas and david duvall who would have been you know Justin Thomas, one of the top players in the world. David Duvall was number one in the world. So two former number ones. And I guess someone's, you know, you wouldn't say that they are the longest players of their generation, but certainly both players in the, you know, the top 25% of bombers in, in their in their generation. JT now, Duvall back in the day. With the exception of those two players, not only is it not big names like you suggested, Bob, the type of player su- surprises me. Most of these guys that shoot 59 are kind of just, you know, they're, they're plotters and they can get streaky putters. They're not guys that overpower a golf course. And that to me scratches my head a bit. Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing. I, I, I think back about, uh, about a year and a half ago, I was hosting a panel of, of about 10 PGA Tour players. And it was shortly after Adam had, had, had uh, recorded his 59. And I asked the guys on the panel, I said, how many of you guys have shot 59 just, you know, in, in, at your golf course? Or, and every one of them put their hand up. They'd all, they've all done it at times pretty much in their career because they're that good. Um, but to do it again on a PGA Tour with the course setups that they have there, with the course length, uh, with all the people watching and, and everything, that when it means a little bit more, it's still, to me, a pretty good achievement. But you're right, it's, it's more the craftsmen than it is the, uh, the bodybuilders who, who have got it done over the years. All right, Weeksy, we got lots of good Canadian news that we're going to have to keep on top of over this entire weekend because golf's really in focus this week. There's not much happening in the world of professional sports right now, and this happens to be the end of the regular season of the FedEx Cup. Hearn off to a good start, making a big push to kind of move his way into that top 50 for conditional status. 
But great news right now out of Nick Taylor and Corey Connors that got off to a great start yesterday and now are projected as we speak right now. Live FedEx Cup projection for Corey Connors is 123 and Nick Taylor 126. Now they have yet to tee off today. If they can put something else in the 60s on the board today, man, four rounds in the 60s, they may have, have their card for next year. It's uh, it's a tense time for sure, and and having talked to these guys over the last week or so, you know, most of them will tell you, they sort of say, you know, I'm going to try not to look at the projections. I'm going to try to wait till Sunday and figure it out, and just kind of play golf and let let what happens take care of itself. But um, but they all also admitted that, yeah, you know what, I'm going to be watching. <laughs> I'm going to be looking at where it is just to see what's going on. And and it was nice to see them get off to the fast starts. Mackenzie Hughes got off to one, too. Um, was pretty good, although he's not in dire need. He just needs it to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. He'll still keep his card for next year because of his win last year. Uh, ben Silverman, not such good news. You know, he had a had a one-over round last, yesterday. So that's not good. But it's it's a tense time. I mean, imagine if, uh, if we walked in tomorrow and, and we didn't do a very good radio broadcast and they said, okay, that's it, your job's gone for next year. I mean, that's the kind of kind of situation that these guys are in. They'll have They'll all have some somewhere to play next year. Well, but in a perfect world, you need to be on the PGA Tour fully exempt, so you can pick your schedule and, and go where you want, and play the courses you want. Well, if that happened to you and I, it's you know we could finally start chasing our passion and start that uh, wrestling curling show that we've always <laughs> talked about. So uh, we're with Bob Weeks from TSN. You follow him on Twitter <laughs> at Bob Weeks TSN, uh, senior golf reporter, and my co-host for Golf Talk Canada. Weeksy, our Twitter poll question today. And uh, we'll bring up these uh, results tomorrow morning on Golf Talk Canada as well. But I, I want your I want your take on this. Our Twitter Twitter poll question today is: How many professional golf tournaments, excluding the Ryder Cup? So that's the only thing we're excluding. So Hero World, World Challenge counts. Playing in Europe on the European Tour, going to playing in the desert in January would count. How many professional golf tournaments will Tiger Woods win between now? and Augusta National in the Masters next year. One, two or more, or none. Those are your options. What do you like on this? Um, I'll go with one. I think there's there's a win in there somewhere. And, you know, from what I saw at last week at, uh, at the PGA Championship at Belle Reve, uh, I mean, he crafted a pretty remarkable round, considering where he was hitting it on the front nine, considering how poor he putted on the back nine on Saturday. To finish second with all that, um, to me, says a couple things. One is that his game is, is at a point where, under the right conditions, with the right uh, opponents playing better or not that good, um, I think he can. I think he can top a field. And also, just looking in his eyes and watching the gaze and the stare and the focus that we used to see back in 2000, 2005, 2013, when he was on such great runs. To me, that's where I see. Um, just just the the possibilities of going forward with with a great game and a great condition. So it's probably going to happen at, at at a course where uh, that favors favors him. Like Bell Reeve was soft, so that allowed him to attack some of those greens from some of those crazy lies that he was in on the, on the back, on the front nine, I should say, on Sunday. But um, but I think he's I think he's got one in there, and I think it's going to happen probably sooner than we think. You know, it's funny because I'm with one as well. I, I can say oh, he's going to win one. That's where I'm leaning. But if he wins in the playoffs, I might change my story to two or more because I don't see four or five or anything ridiculous like that. But if he were to grab one soon, like you're suggesting, and continue to ride this hot streak and maybe get one in the playoffs, well, wow. 
you know, that brings up a whole other can of worms of what could happen in January and February, considering, you know, he'll probably play a couple of times on the West Coast, uh, West Coast, excuse me, with places that he, you know, he's done well before. So it could, you know, could certainly change how we feel about this. It's, um, I think, I think you brought up something too before on one of the episodes of Golf Talk Canada, where you're talking about how he had to learn how to win again. And I think there is something to that. I think we talk so much about the physical comeback, getting his back in shape, getting his game in shape, being able to hit the driver in, in place, getting rid of the, the, the chipping yips and getting that putter working. But we kind of forget there's a mental side to it, uh, to coming back as well. You have to kind of learn how to play golf, how to get yourself focused, how to get yourself ready. And I, I mean, mentally, he's been one of the toughest players in the history of the game. But I still think there needs to be a, uh, an allowance that he has to come back. And I think we saw a little bit of that at Bell Reeve and probably some at Carnoustie as well. So um, I think if you look at that at it that way, there's everything's kind of starting to to focus into one right now. And, and I think we saw that uh, in a good exhibition of that at Bell Reeve and, and the PGA. Weeksy, before we let you go, I got one I've been thinking about. I want to throw at you, and we'll get into it again a little deeper in the morning. But Tiger Woods is the biggest star this sport has ever seen, and he plays the way the game a certain way. You know, even when he was in his prime to where he's hitting it now all over the ballpark, the intensity factor is the same. So whether you know whether he's shooting sixty four from the trees or sixty four from the middle of the fairway, he looks like he's going into a heavyweight title fight. Uh, the closest star we've seen to Tiger, I guess, in my opinion, over the last decade, and it's nowhere near Tiger's star, but the closest is probably Jordan Spieth because of the way he does things. He does things, uh, and, and of course I'm not including Phil Mickelson because that's a, a Tiger contemporary. I'm talking of the new stars of this generation. He does things in spectacular fashion. He either crashes or burns like he did at Augusta, or he comes back with heroics and pointing at the hole and fist pumping at the Open Championship. Is golf got a challenge? And of course golf will have a challenge post-Tiger. We know that. But do they have a challenge marketing guys like Kepka? DJ, uh, it seems to me that almost the lack of intensity, lack of personality inside the ropes is a real challenge for our sport moving forward when Tiger's not around. Because I just I, I don't see people caring enough about Brooks Kepka, in my opinion, the way they should because of what he's been able to do on the golf course in the last year and a half. And I'm wondering it's because if it's just because it looks like he doesn't care. I think I think we probably don't know enough about Brooks Kepka yet to to, to to be really honest about that point. Although I, I agree with you, right now it looks like he's sort of uh, monotone. Same thing with Dustin Johnson; they're not very passionate in, in the way they deliver themselves on the golf course. But having sat down now with Brooke a couple times, one on ones after the U.S. Open and, and after the PGA, there's a lot there. There's a lot to Brooke. He's a good story. He he can be emotional. He got a little emotional when he met his mom. At the, at the green after he won on the PGA Championship. Um, but but sure, he's not Tiger Woods. He's not Justin Thomas, who I think is probably the most affable guy out there, the uh, the most friendly, per, have big personality kind of guy. Um, but uh, but listen, there's there's all kinds, and if he keeps playing the way he does on the golf course, I think that might take care of it itself. And if we get to know these guys a little bit deeper, it's not easy, but I mean, I think I've, I've also gotten to know Dustin Johnson a little bit in the last year, and I found him to be a little bit more engaging, and there's a little bit more personality there. Uh, than maybe what we've seen so far, but uh, time will tell if these guys draw people into the game the way Tiger did. It's, I think it's it's a long shot, uh, but if we get close, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's a good benefit. I think I think you know we're looking at we're looking at the greatest player of his generation, so to compare him to anyone else is going to be awfully tough. He's not 
you know, when Wayne Gretzky leaves, does Sidney Crosby fill the hole? Maybe a little bit, but not quite the same way. So um, it's going to be tough for sure, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, and it's going to be done by committee. It ain't going to be one guy, right? So. Right, right. Weeksy, thanks for taking the time. I know you had a busy day, and I know we're going to pick this conversation up at 8 a.m. tomorrow for Golf Talk Canada. So uh, have a great Friday, and I'll see you in the morning, man. Okay, I'm going to change all my answers tomorrow if people are listening. That's (laughs) That's what we do. We're just going to leverage it and just spread ourselves out nicely. Thank you. (laughs) Bob Bob Weeks. Uh, Follow him on Twitter, at Bob Weeks TSN. Of course, Weeksy and I with uh, Adam Scully will be in uh, in the morning right here, TSN 1050, 1150, in Hamilton and coast-to-coast on the TSN radio network this weekend for Golf Talk Canada Radio.